0: Wow!
1: It's Two Minutes to Late Night! Alright, what's up, kitty litter hot pockets? Welcome to Pod Minutes to Cast Night. <laughs> it's the Two Minutes to Late Night podcast where we listen to albums that most people don't like uh, and we try to find something nice about them. You're here with most of the two minutes to late night writer's room
2: hi it's me America's sweetheart katie rose leon welcome to my home i have fresh baked cookies and booze here i did not put on pants though thank you
3: (laughs) hey what's up this is drew kaufman um and i went for a hike yesterday but i didn't talk about it on social media so did i really go for a hike
2: no
4: you didn't
3: no yeah does podcast
4: count Mm, you need a selfie by the canyon and i'm Kat jones and i'm not part of the writer's room and i'm (laughs) Jordan's roommate, but we're shockingly not in our apartment this time. So no. here we are.
1: We're, we're in Katie's
3: uh, little habitat right now. That had yeah. that is just <laughs> full of habitat. It's full of habitats. <laughs> a good word because behind you are a bunch of guinea pigs. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> uh, it's a hedgehog. Hedge- no.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, welcome Forgive to
2: me. Thought Topic Regional Headquarters.
4: Thought Topic, <laughs> <laughs> incredible. So
2: glad you guys are here for this HR training because we've been having problems. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You kids are not horny enough. We need to talk.
2: I told you, you got to stay horny and stop stealing AFI t-shirts for your polycule, okay?
3: Katie Um. suddenly does not like corporate theft.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And this week, since Jeremy is out uh, on his honeymoon, uh, filling in as a human hot take, Please welcome from <laughs> the drummer from Old Man Gloom. You're like a danzig Beyonce, you have one name. Santos.
5: That isn't true. Also, there's a lot of not true things that just happen. Katie is wearing pants, but I want to know if there are cookies. Is that true?
2: I uh, ate all the cookies, these are leggings. <laughs>
5: <This. laughs> Touche.
1: Yeah. Uh, Welcome. Santos, this is your first podcast, it's my first right?
5: podcast ever, and uh, yeah, I'm going to need some breathing room here, because I'm going to really get into it.
2: Okay. Wow. Well, we'll help guide you into the, the land of hot takes and heavy breathing.
5: Hell yeah. Uh, sure I want to ask you a
3: question, for it, actually, yeah. <laughs> because uh, for, every, for those at home, they might not know, there is an Instagram account called Mutoid Man Sucks, <laughs> and it's all photos of like Steve's, <laughs> oh, Steve standing next to an amp, and the, the joke is like when, when Steve tours solo, he's the tallest member of Mutoid Man. Um, That's pretty good. And there's a bunch of really funny stuff, and most of Mutoid Man thought it was me. Are you Mutoid Man Sucks?
5: No, I'm not, and I didn't actually. I I knew about that a while ago, but I haven't checked it in a long time. There's also same picture of Santos every day. I think it's the (laughs) same person. (laughs) They like took a picture of me eating a burrito bowl, and then zoomed in on it forever, and then zoomed back out, and zoomed in, and wrote kind of you know funny shitty things about me. Uh, I think it's the same person, but I don't know. This feels like neither of them are me.
2: This feels yeah. like a real like Brooklyn metal gossip girl moment.
5: Yeah. <laughs> like, that's
1: exactly what it is. We're
2: gonna I'm gonna start a true crime podcast spin-off of Pod Minutes where I get <laughs> down to who is Mutoid <laughs> Man sucks.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They thought it was everyone uh, that's been a part of the show. They thought it was me, they thought it was true. They thought it was Katie for a minute, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah.
5: So they went through all the people, including me, of like, well, this person's shitty and likes attention and, <laughs> and likes, also likes metal. It must be them.
1: I can't believe it's your first podcast and you know what it's all about. Yeah,
3: I get it.
4: But more importantly, Santos, you are in charge of the Old Man Gloom Facebook, which is arguably the greatest Facebook in all of metal. It doesn't feel arguable
5: to me. <laughs> but yes.
4: Okay, it's undoubtedly the best how thank did you. that how did that happen
5: uh well one day after old man gloom had had facebook for a long time aaron was like this is really boring will you please do what you do <laughs> on it and he gave me the he made me an administrator and from that day forward it was just me making fun of metal
4: it's amazing so it's like thank japes. you for that thank you for making all of our lives better <laughs> yeah
5: well and making my bandmates lives worse at <laughs> <the time.
0: laughs> Yeah,
5: this year has been the lead up to Roadburn. I don't know if you guys saw that thing, but I really fucked up the worst that I've... I mean, I've done a lot of shitty things on that Facebook, but the Roadburn thing was the worst where, in case you don't know, I made. I thought it would be a good idea to announce Roadburn by making fake text message conversations (laughs) with people that were curating (laughs) Roadburn. So I made... And so it was just me texting myself on my phone and changing the name so it looked like I was texting the people that do Roadburn. So I did three. I started with Walter, who's this like really sweet uh, Dutchman I think the Rough Riders are outside. We're yeah, going to have to sorry pause for right. yeah, wait, Let's wait for, the,
1: for these Batman
5: villains to <laughs> uh, finish going by.
2: My experience with this is it actually might last a very long time.
1: Yeah, it, it, it is one of those things where you're on the street and you see this happen and you're like, it is the video.
5: <laughs> and then you're like, wait, there's a four-wheeler and there's a six-year-old riding a um, dirt bike. This yeah. is amazing. And they're
4: all doing wheelies at the same time. Yeah,
1: wait a minute. There's an actual motorcycle from Spider-Man 3? <laughs> <laughs> and uh. why does
5: everybody like this? Uh, so Walter from Roadburn he's this really sweet you know man who does this festival that everybody loves and he's got these eclectic tastes and he is really like super inspired and tries to make it really diverse and eclectic and all that and of course being a fucking blood sucking vampire I'm like oh yeah I have to go after this guy (laughs) so I did him first and I did this whole conversation between me and him and it was all just kind of making fun of him being Dutch and I put that (laughs) I, I put that out in the world And it went pretty well And even he thought It was funny And it was so ridiculous I'm like Oh everybody knows This isn't real So my second victim Was There's your mistake I <laughs> know uh,
2: People exactly on the my internet mistake. Ain't smart I'm one of them
5: oh, it's, it's So it's, it's giving me Like the sweats Just thinking about it So the second <laughs> one I did Was At the gates Singer Thomas Who again Everyone says Is like the sweetest guy I made this fake text conversation with this guy I've never met, never talked to. And it was me basically being like, Hey man, old man Gloom really wants to play Roadburn. And it was him being like, Who the fuck are you? I don't know who you are. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Basically, the the crux is like, Peter Steele's dick is bigger than your band. And then the whole conversation goes back and forth, mostly about Peter Steele's dick and him being mean to me. And I sent that out on the internet. And so... I'm at work, I, at the time I was working on Broad City, and so I work on a movie set, so like, I, I put my phone away, because you can't have phones out, and blown takes and all that stuff. So I send this shit out into the world, I put my phone away, I look at my phone, like 45 minutes later, I've got 10 emails, I've got 15 phone calls, I've got text messages <laughs> from my bandmates being like, what did you do? I've got emails <laughs> from the road burn people being like, what did you do? at?" Thomas is on his honeymoon in Mexico, and he's getting calls from metal publications and his friends being like, why are you being such a dick to old man gloom? <laughs> and this dude is like on his fucking honeymoon in Mexico having to deal with my bullshit. And yeah,
2: that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> it was
5: really a big misstep. I thought that nobody on earth would think it was real. Like, You've never been a woman on the internet. I have not, I have not. <laughs> It was people
2: will believe what they want to believe.
3: Yes. Well look on the bright side, at least you didn't shit on Tool. Well that's
0: <laughs>
2: Drew, the cancel book has been written on you. <laughs> <laughs> Open well, and shut case, baby.
5: <laughs> the next day I was gonna send one another one out, the third, climax was going to be me and Matt Pike. <laughs> and the only thing that saved me from getting punched in the face by Matt Pike is Thomas freaking out and me having to apologize on the internet, or else I would have sent that Matt Pike one out, and it would have gone really, really, really Okay. Bad.
1: I think just Matt Pike's losing a toe oh, kept you from getting
5: punched by Matt Pike also. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. But just between us girls, what was the Matt Pike one going to be?
5: It was going to be all about lizard people. And him... <laughs> It was going to be all about how he believes that, the, that they're actually, because they headlined both nights, he was going to be telling me, you can have our spot because we're canceling can Ron Burn is all lizard people and we're not fucking playing. So that was going to be the gist of that one. Oh. And I've learned since then that the whole lizard people thing is uh, they don't find it funny and we're not <laughs> supposed to talk about it. Who doesn't find it funny, the it. lizard people? <laughs> well, yeah, they have a terrible sense of humor, no, right. notoriously, lizard people
2: you also aren't big fan of Jews. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. Are Jews not lizard people?
2: I mean, generally speaking, We're
5: people turtle who very believe
2: in lizard people are widely anti-Semitic.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, something about being cold-blooded and matzo ball soup doesn't mix. <laughs> <laughs> also, you had? A, did you have a singles mixer at uh, Roadburn?
5: Yeah, that was another thing that I, I joked a lot. So the year before, I think Mutoid Man and... Where Your Wounds and one of Aaron Turner's many bands were all there, and I wasn't, so I decided to make my presence known by not being there. And I like made basically a fake comedy night at Roadburn and <laughs> put made a you know made a listing for it. And there was also a margaritas mixer, and I hammered it home so hard that the one of the women that works at Roadburn was like, "Why don't you just do your stupid fucking margarita mixer this year?" And so I actually had a margarita singles mixer, and it was successful and weird. And mostly just people standing around staring at me, waiting for me to say something. And <laughs> nobody got laid. Nobody made out. Nobody mixed. Uh, wow. was, a metal show. It was pretty I disappointing. Was exi- yeah. yeah,
4: I was, I was like, how it successful. successful
5: if nobody mixed? Exactly, well, it was successful in that I did it. And it got <laughs> in, it got slightly less weird, like 40 minutes in, and people just stopped staring at me. And got drunk and so that's fair
1: well shit (laughs) i mean that's how we talk about our show is like well we did it
5: yeah yeah (laughs) we have a show because we made it yeah it's 90 percent of the battle right just like making something exist when we yes. shot
3: the Walter episode, that couple made out. Like, they, there were people making out after the shoot. I thought yeah, that was awesome. Yeah,
2: they were, but they were like that the whole time. I was, I had to tell them to get out of the fucking shot like four times. <laughs>
5: <laughs> like, I'm not Why here Katie, to that's wait. That's good content.
2: Oh, God, no.
5: So, so, your show was more successful in getting somebody made out with than my Margarita singles mixer?
1: Yes. Kat, do you want to talk? What did you listen to this week? I totally
4: forgot liked? that this is a segment of the show because I've been absent for like two weeks. I was alone a lot this week week and so i listen to a ton of stuff and yet for some reason right now i can't think of a single thing except for today i listened to a lot of mark Lanigan because hell i yeah. always love to yeah. listen to mark Lanigan he's amazing yeah hell yeah do you
2: have certain things you like to listen to when you don't feel well that are like comforting to you
4: uh peaches oh <laughs> <hell>
0: yeah <laughs> Hell yeah. Lo-
4: Peaches will always make me feel better. Peaches and Foreigner will always, no matter <laughs> what. Hell yeah. make what a me feel
2: combination. Awesome. <laughs> I love that.
3: <laughs> it's just lazy Cat, party music. How are we not best friends? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what well, did you listen to, Katie?
2: Well, uh, me and Jordan uh, went to our our apartment in St. Vitus last night, and I uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we uh, I had never seen our uh, friend of the show band before mutant scum yeah and they were like fucking sick uh they're really good they're mutants that are hairy and have (laughs) scary monster faces yeah and i'm not even joking you can look at pictures on my instagram uh and it was really fucking sick i you know it's always great when you just go into a show and know nothing about a band and you're like this is just fucking delightful
3: Costumes help. The costumes are really cool. I they love- have like I- crazy ghillie suits. You
2: guys it's will also- be unsurprised that uh, I loved costume bands growing up. <laughs> like, I just fucking love that shit. I yeah, love the you- locusts. Give it to me. I don't care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the locusts. So the aquabats. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh,
5: what's the not-guar band? Green Jello. Were they in costumes?
1: <laughs> no, they were Maybe. cartoons. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Lord I, oh, Lord I. I
2: forgot all about them. Yeah.
1: Hi Drew. Do you want to talk hey, about miss. what song you uh, you listened to this week, or st- something that you liked this week?
3: Oh yeah. Hey, what's up, Resident Meathead Drew here with the Hardcore <laughs> Report. Uh, it's a sunny 87 degrees, and I went to the gym listening to Candy, which it's is a really fucking cool band.
2: Beatdown um, Report.
3: The beatdown. Super beatdown. Beat <laughs> the- um, I also listened to Mouth Breather. And they're awesome and they're really heavy and they have a. Their album is called Doll Meat, which is the f- fucking freakiest name I've ever heard. It's a good time. And they have a song called Milk Shit Dirt, so you know what you're getting. Fuck yeah! That sounds like uh, something we've called the audience at the beginning <laughs> of the show. What's up, Milk, milk Shit milk Dirt? Shit dirts? <laughs> milk Shit Dirt is what I get at the uh, Van Luin. <laughs> Uh,
2: there's this uh, one stretch on the way to my job where I get hollered at a lot so I've gotten in a phase of listening to hardcore on the way there so I can just be like all puffed up and angry looking (laughs) so I will definitely be listening to that
1: Santos,
5: what did you listen to this week that you that you liked? Uh, I am in an inescapable Carly Rae Jepsen prison right now. I cannot. <laughs>
0: stop. <laughs> I cannot Man,
1: stop. second guess in a week. Just everyone's in the Carly Rae Jepsen universe. Can't get out. Universe. I can't stop. If I listen-
2: want
5: to listen to other things. It's awesome.
2: I, you think if you are creating heavy music, you just crave. Like, the, the songwritings of a poppy virgin. Is that what it is? Because, <laughs> yeah, you're the second dude to be like, I just love We're Car- Carly Ray. We're a Carly Ray-friendly household. I feel like yeah. I
4: hear this from metal musicians a lot, that, like, yeah. the last thing they want to listen to when they get home is metal, because it's just, like, there's only so much, like, headbanging one can do. Yeah.
1: I get it. I listen to mostly Robin and Cher when we're not doing this. And I
4: just said I listen to Peaches and Foreigner because yeah. I have to listen to metal at my job constantly. So, yes. yeah. yeah. All great.
5: Yeah. I mean, she's le- legit, though. She's a really amazing songwriter. And I it's like hit after hit after hit. I can't get enough.
1: What about you, Jorby? Uh, I I, kinda, I also was going down just like, uh, like a Danzig history hole. And I was like doing... Uh, I always forget how much I love like Joey Castillo because he's mm. such a he's such a cool drummer mm-hmm. and he's been in everything. And I found out I did he had a band with uh, with Todd Youth and uh, John Joseph of the Cro-Mags called Blood Clot. <laughs> it's great, awesome. That sounds sick. Like, it sounds like exactly what the name of that yeah, band would I was be. Like,
4: I can already hear it.
1: How did yeah. nobody
5: take Blood Clot before then? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's
1: pretty crazy. It's, it's shocking. Like, there, are, there are bands like that where like the. It, it's like, it's a new band, and they have a name, and you're like, how were they the first one?
5: Like Candy. Is Candy a new
2: band? I mean, to be fair, yeah. I yes. think a lot of times there are other bands. It's just if you have the most successful version of that, you get to, like, claim that shit uh, mountain. You, you know what I mean?
1: just
5: steamroll it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Like, that's why we got to, to like, bands that ha- are, like, full sentences.
5: Yeah.
3: Like, but I think that's kind of fucking cool, though, because, like... You could probably right now start a really awesome hardcore band called Bruce Springsteen and get away with it. <laughs> as long as you're really heavy, I think that's fucking actually awesome. actually not a bad idea. I was about to say, yeah. I would like, listen to that
4: for
2: sure. Who's doing that though?
3: Yeah, with no irony, just like, hey, what's up, motherfuckers? We're Bruce Springsteen from New Brunswick, New Jersey. Kick your friends.
5: <laughs> yeah. You just put the V instead of the U, and then you're good, right? Yes, yes.
3: Yeah. We recorded
1: this album on the Path Train. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right. Speaking of New Jersey, gotcha. let's get into this. For those who don't uh, know, I, and if you're listening to this podcast and don't know, what are you doing? What's wrong? Are you sick? Megadeth uh, is off the Psycho Vegas lineup for obvious reasons. Poor, poor David is sick. We'll make fun of you when you're healthier. Um. <laughs>
5: I'll, I'll push right through. I don't care. <laughs>
2: We can't retroactively take back all the imitations of him. That's yeah. all
1: <laughs> <laughs> the only person that could replace uh, Dave Mustaine at a music festival is Danzig, the original Misfits are playing Psycho Vegas. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to have a heart attack uh, about it. I will cry, probably. I'm so excited.
2: We're all excited.
3: Yeah. What do you we you are, what do you are invited somewhere that the Misfits are playing. I think that is the coolest thing in the fucking world.
2: How did that How you- happen? I mean, like we shouldn't be allowed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well,
1: we were there for, uh, like already, I so know. I think it's
2: we did it. We did that sneaky thing where you just wait. You're like you help it bring <laughs> the amp in, and then you're just hanging around.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. We're we're a bunch of fake roadies. How are you how are you feeling about it? Uh,
5: well, so when we first found out that about we were playing Psycho, they we we were told by our booking agent we're playing. And maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but who cares? We're we're playing the main stage right before Carcass. That to me was like holy fuck.
0: Yeah, like, thirteen That's year so old cool. me
5: would lose his goddamn mind That's if so he knew. That's so cool. It, it's like I can't <laughs> play it cool because it's too awesome. Yeah, so. Then we found out later that Megadeth was playing. We thought it was going to be Slayer, but that apparently was not the case. It was Megadeth, and Aaron from Old Man Gloom is a huge Megadeth fan, like Megadeth obsessed. So he mm-hmm. was really stoked, and we actually shared like really uh, sweet, not shitty text messages, which is rare for us. About like he's like, who who would have thought that this our stupid monkey band would be opening for. <laughs> carcass and megadeth and we were like both pretty emotional about it and then you know dave dropped off and this morning when i saw the misfits thing i was like fucking a like teenage me could not have picked a better lineup so i'm really really stoked because i was i've been danzig obsessed i bought danzig one the day it came out in 1988 like waited at the record store and bought it the day it came out i've been danzig obsessed since as long as i can remember
1: that's awesome. Yeah, I, w- I, I, that I probably would have done that, like just reached through my mom's belly button <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and dropped yeah. $12 on the counter. Um, it was
5: really like $9 back then.
1: That's a good segue into just the, the series. This uh, For the month of July, we're doing a series on the podcast called Dirty Black Summer.
2: We're going to listen. Arf, arf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in support. Oh, I can't
1: tell if there are, if the ARVs are s- <laughs> stop it.
2: They usually no. stop it, but in this point, it was like. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> I was,
1: was
5: searching <laughs> my brain and like, are there dog sounds on the song Pretty Black Summer"? Is there? Uh, Katie That's has the Danzig
3: watchdog, which oh, oh. just notifies that he's around. It could be bad, could be good. Depends on what you've done. It's it's how
1: we uh, originally did the weather segment. Oh, A dog told him. Okay. we were like, okay, great. For me and Drew, it like, like Danzig is my favorite uh, mus- musician. Just it like. Celebrity in the entire world. I love him. I love every uh, like band he's had. Um, but I know that I think this goes for Drew as well. Like, uh, and most, and just everyone on the podcast that we have not listened past Danzig three. I feel like I knew some dark things were happening. I think <laughs> I, I, um, Drew, why did you never listen past Danzig three?
3: Okay, so uh, was that a motorcycle? It yes. was a motorcycle. There's a lot that, was, that sounded really cool. One it's lone
5: summer. rough rider that couldn't catch up.
2: It's summer in Bushwick. We just gotta, hell
5: yeah, <laughs> might be DMX.
3: Yeah, Probably. You, just got, you just got like uh crop dusted by a, by a barber. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so my thing personally is that I like the things that I like and I'm very hesitant to double dip because I, I'm always afraid it's gonna be bad and I don't want to ruin the thing that I love. So, like, I have a tattoo of Robocop, it's my favorite movie. I love Robocop 2 never seen Robocop 3 because I know it's bad and I don't want to like taint the image of it you know like I've never um I'm a huge Transformers person and I've never watched any of the weird like 80s Japanese only weird stuff because I just don't want to taint the stuff that I love and so like I know that the first three Danzig's are great um and I just I was like you know what this is enough I don't want to ruin it because there's no way that this could be good
4: For me, as I have said on this podcast in the past, um, I did not grow up loving punk rock because I hated the shitty punk kids at my school and therefore didn't listen to their music. And it wasn't until I moved to Portland that I like really learned about punk. And then I moved in with Jordan in New York and he was like, you've never listened to Danzig. This is ridiculous. So because of Jordan, I have like... Dived into the misfits in Danzig, but i'm my knowledge of them is very young and um, so I will not be I will not have huge amounts of expertise on here, but I really liked this record a lot cool. I thought it was awesome
1: Katie
2: um I have always been more fascinated with Danzig, the mythic figure than the music personally <laughs> <laughs>
4: um,
2: I like you know I listened to them when I was young, but I don't think I really you know, my palette has changed a lot, like, over the years. Like, and I think when I was young, I liked garbage. So I just, like, never got into it the way I should have. Like, was, like the band
4: f- garbage or, like, garbage music?
2: <laughs> garbage music. <laughs> Not the band garbage. I think they're a really good, just general medium.
4: <laughs>
2: uh- <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, like, I didn't really, like, fuck with the Misfits the way that you. P- probably would have thought i did until i was also like a little older um so i i i don't have as many uh dogs in this race than i feel like the three of you do but i do uh i i love i just love a crazy spooky person and just like he's just bananas
3: uh yeah what cat said is really true though because i i I feel like a lot of people probably had the similar story of like i remember there was always the kids that would wear the misfit shirts that would like pick on me and my brother, and so it took me a really totally. long time. I probably didn't listen to The Misfits till I was, like, 16 or 17 when one of my hippie friends, like, did a cover of Skulls at a coffee house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: when Jordan first played that, or played, I don't know if you played Danzig or The Misfits for me first, and I was like, this doesn't sound like shitty punk at all. This is amazing. This is just, like, rock yeah. and roll. Why, why have I not listened to this? So I was, like, my mind was blown. Yeah. Santos,
1: <laughs> how did you, so you bought the, the first Danzig record when it came out, and you, like immediately, and you were excited about it. How did you, how, like tell us about your Danzig history?
5: So, I had an older brother, as yeah, like who was in, who was a metalhead. So, I got to be a metalhead from a pretty like young age. Well, we were kind of like, you know, Dio, Iron Maiden, that sort of stuff. And then yeah. we kind of found punk, or he found punk when he got to junior high. So, I was pretty young. So, we got really into the misfits. Um, and then he's kind of transitioned from punk into more death metal. So I was also exposed to death metal when that first wave of like earache stuff came out. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Danzig love was always there. We were always really into the Misfits and then we got into Samhain. And so then we knew that a Danzig record, a solo album was coming out and we were just, we couldn't wait. And we really liked it. Even though at that point we were into like faster stuff and, and almost on the precipice of being into death metal. Danzig still was just like that was our shit. So my older brother like instilled the Danzig thing very young. Yeah. Um, so y- you uh, you invited yourself on I this did, podcast yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, with, like most things, with, uh, I flew in very hot, and now I, I, I thought I've thought about what I said in that self-proclaimed invitation a lot. And <laughs> it feels a little loaded. It feels like maybe I was just uh, posturing to get on this podcast. Um,
3: can you can you uh, rephrase what the what yeah. the message was, because y- I believe it was <sighs> pretty grandiose. Yes, yeah.
5: and it's something that I've said in real life, too, and had this argument before in real life, but cool. I think Danzig 4 is better than Danzig 3. Oh, you truly you monster. are a
4: Jeremy replacement. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh. I've got
4: to say, I think I agree with you.
1: Okay, well, let's, all right, start us off. Why do you think that it's a better record than Danzig I'm
5: going to need, like, three hours of qualifiers, though. Uh, sure. That's fine. Uh, is Danzig is for your favorite one? No, 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 no. Uh, is it Basically, two? Basically, I think that uh, yeah, two is yeah, kind of two. my favorite. Yeah. Uh, I think Danzig is a fucking dum dum, and I think Damn. that everything <laughs> that he does that is good is by accident. Not everything, <laughs> but a no, lot. I, I agree. A with lot that. of what he does, he fucking just accidentally falls into. Also, I think Rick Rubin is really the brains behind the whole thing. And which, you know, everything after Danzig 4 was not Rick Rubin. And everything after Danzig 4 is complete fucking utter trash. <laughs> Garbage. I mean, God bless everybody who has to go on and do three more albums. Yeah, I'm very, Danzig I'm 4. so scared. Yeah, it's especially the next one, five. It's unlistenable. Great. Yeah. I Perfect.
1: can't wait. So, Oops, strap
5: in. Basically, the, the, the my point is is that there are the songs that are good on Danzig Four are better than the songs that are good on Danzig Three, and they both have more shitty songs than good songs.
1: I all right, so my uh, I disagree with that vehemently <laughs> <laughs> because here I think that I think that two is the best one. And I think that three is my favorite because I think I think three has my favorite Danzig song. I think which is, how how the gods kill is the best thing he ever wrote. <sighs> so here's here's how I see the evolution of the band: is you get you get uh, like Danzig one, which is Rick Rubin be, being like fire uh, fire your drummer, get a good guitarist, and like Danzig is like I'm gonna, I'm keeping my boy Eerie to do this record. And like Rick Rubin shapes uh, shapes Danzig 1 from like a Sam Hain record into being more of like a, a rock record. And uh, like Chuck and John are providing uh, like actual interesting music behind what Danzig is singing about and how he's singing. Totally. Um, and I think that they're, uh, it's really fun. I think that they make Danzig 2 and they have the most fun. Like those ever. The most fun songs are on that record.
5: Yeah, that's John Christ's record all the way. Too.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. His solos on that record, he plays. I've said this before in the podcast. Like every solo he does on that record, it's like his guitar turned into a snake, and he's trying to get <laughs> control of it. Like whoop, whoop shit. oh shit! Here we go. Um, and then you get you get to Danzig three, and it's finally, and I, I I see that as an album where it's like he's not just trying to sing songs about, uh, like, there is this, but he's not just like, fuck the church.
5: <laughs> fuck you, Jesus. I'm really spooky. <laughs> just every song.
1: I hate Christ. Yeah. You know how spooky I am. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of, there's going to be so many yells uh, on this part. Yeah. It's going to be a lot. But I th- I see what, I see that on Dancing 3, he's really trying to write songs uh that are like about something like how the gods kill is is a really is i think is a very interesting take on like a suicide song because hmm. it's the i see that song as uh him writing about suicide from a success perspective you know what i mean because that's the whole like in like the whole question is how the gods kill is like the gods kill you with by making you kill yourself like right. i think that that's sort of what it's about and it's actually really Deep and cool, but that record, and he's do, He has a lot of songs like that on that record. Uh, but the band is still having like a ton of fun. And then the thing is, after Danzig Three, that's when Mother becomes a hit single. Right after, like, it's a live remix, uh, and so it actually propels Danzig to to like to to like mainstream. Is a song he wrote in the eighties and now people are really looking at him and i feel like when i listen to danzig 4 i don't think it's a bad record at all but i see him having abs he's having almost no fun he they're trying a lot of stuff that a lot of his con- uh, like art that i think a lot of people do better than him right he there's so many like effects and i don't th- and, and like uh, I think he's like mainstream and he's like feeling the pressure of being up there with like Rob Zombie and like a Trent Reznor and is like trying to be it's it's the next logical step after Dan's Zig 3 but it's just I feel like it's it's just is missing it's missing fun. I, and I think that's essential for Danzig.
2: I agree that Danzig doesn't know what makes himself good. I think he's Mr. Magooing <laughs> the fuck around all times. <laughs> yeah. And while I agree that Danzig 3 is way better album, I actually have a counterpoint here. I think he really wanted to make Danzig 4. I think this is the most Danzig album. I think this is Danzig trying. I think this I is agree Danzig with being cognizant. And he's like, yeah, I want clear vocals, I want to do a, a horny devil ASMR in the middle of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, I think he, I think the problem here is, like, he fucking, you know, uh, fucking Jar Jar Binks this shit and got to make all the calls. Yeah. You know? And this I, is
3: this is Danzig unhinged. Like, yeah. this album has more than any other album my favorite Danzig thing, which is when he just screams like Ray Romano stepping on a rusty nail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes! He's just, yes. Oh! It's great. I love it. It's
2: like real prosciutto hours on this album.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, you also
5: have to assume that he's now much richer than he's ever been after Mother was like a mega hit. And he's playing much bigger venues. And he's much more famous now than he's ever been. And so, yeah, with a dum-dum like Danzig, he's like, I'm rich, I'm famous, I'm the shit. And so that's probably why he fires his band right after this is made and he yeah yeah, he probably is just like calling all the shots and nobody can edit him even Rick Rubin because he's fucking full Danzig that he's never been Danzig before yeah
3: Yeah, this is like the start of his like spooky cowboy phase where he really gets into like what he wants to do which is like Roy Orbison Elvis kind of music and you can tell that he's kind of always wanted to do that and I the first time I listened to this album I was like this album is fucking horse shit and then I can't stop listening to it I love this album. I really love this album. I don't Once know if I like I it more than three, listening to it this but I week, love it. I
4: could not stop listening to it. Like four, I am talking about four.
3: Yeah. Okay. Four. Yeah. Four. yeah. Four. yeah. This four. episode is the- about
5: four. Okay. I just yeah, wanted to double.
3: But I can oh, tell great. why people don't like it, and there's a big reason for that, which is that the album starts off with like "Brand New God," awesome. What a fucking awesome jam. song. Little Whip, great song. What a fucking fuck that jam. song. That
5: song is yeah, I'm bullshit. A- I'm with a- Jordan on this yeah. one. I hate that song. Oh, you don't like Little Whip? Literally
1: nothing. It is can't it is horny it is nothing's happening the entire song it is the most unsexy BDS he's wrote, written a shit ton of BDSM songs it's the most yeah.
3: boring one he ever wrote see I like it I don't like <laughs> Can't Speak I think that song is
5: horseshit oh, love Can't Speak
1: I, I love, love Can't it, Speak can't, too. Really? except for that love distorted it. vocal part when he throws the distortion on it I'm like Yeah, you fuck you fucking derailed it. I love Can't
4: Speak because it seems like the purest form of Danzig to me. And again, this is me coming into Danzig like I learned about him fully when I was like thirty. So like (laughs) I fully recognize that like I have a lot to learn here. But to me, he's always seemed like such a sad boy. Yeah. Right. And Can't Speak is just like him just, like, putting his heart in his sleeve and just being, like, little sad man, which is exactly what he is. Can't I look at him.
2: I know what Dan's saying.
4: Exactly. Yeah. It also, it has this, like, slow build and he's not... Singing like a dying moose, like he (laughs) usually does. I love
5: it. That's why I hate it. I want the moose. Well, and it also has a really, like, the tempo gets all fucked up and it starts rushing at the end. And as a drummer with shitty tempo, I'm like, see, doesn't matter, guys. This is a great song.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, um, yeah, my main criticism of this album is the experimental, the parts where they are really experimenting don't work. I think every song overstays its welcome except for like maybe 3 of them. I think every song is so long and there's a lot of repetition throughout everything. Yeah. I think he sings really well on this album. I think he's yeah. like un like uh it's really good stuff. I do uh, have
2: trouble part. telling the songs apart from memory. Yeah. Like they do kind of bleed together. There are like I three tried to that le- have
4: extremely sick riffs that I remember those songs really well. But the other ones I'm just like, I don't know. The one that sounds like he stepped on a Lego in the middle of it, like <laughs> the it.
1: the going uh, the going down to die song.
0: No, ah! uh,
3: That's my favorite.
4: uh, Oh, Son of the Morning Star. Like has a sick riff in the middle of it. But there's a part toward the end where it's just like well, I was listening to it with my friend Ian Corey last night. Uh, we were both just like laughing hysterically about the thought of him just in the vocal booth by himself and everybody's around, like just listening to the isolated vocals, and he's just like, (laughs) <laughs>
2: and then he and then he, yeah. he was like, I killed it.
4: <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. And I, then nobody can tell him no because he's so successful and has so much money for the first time in his career and like it's so overproduced and so ridiculous. And there's like a sitar on there somewhere <laughs> and there's like weird percussion and he's just like, Why not? Let's do it all. Like this is gonna be crazy. I'm gonna
3: do a song where I sing like Elvis, and then I'm gonna use the rest of my money to buy an eight-foot Marvin the Marten stash. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin the Martian.
5: Well, uh, if for, he can be tall, I can be tall too.
4: <laughs> sure you can, Danzig.
5: <laughs> the, the 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 Ray Morano, in the room, though, is that he is his voice is completely fucking blown out on three and four. Uh, four, it's extremely blown out. Like his voice yeah. is annihilated. And three, you can hear it starting to go down that path. Like when well, he can't yeah. do the like loud howl like he could on two and one. So on three, his howls are starting to get like that. And then on four, he's just fucking completely blown out. And he's been blown out ever since. And anybody that's seen him live or listened to any of those records knows that his voice is just. There
2: is so many stories about him in that fucking soundboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
5: Yes,
3: well, so, he's pushing forty in this album. You know, like right. he's been screaming for a long time.
5: Right, and he doesn't take care of himself. Obviously, <laughs> of course he, like, not. Eats milk duds before he it goes on stage. He works out his glamour muscles. That's yeah, about exactly. It. Uh, so that, in my mind, is the biggest fault of four. Is that he does sing like the lower kind of danzigy crooning sounds yeah. great, but when he tries to push it like he did on other albums, he just can't do it. And in my mind, if those had been good, this album, like, there would be no question about it like going down to die going down to die is like in my top five Danzig songs I
3: agree ever it's, it was definitely my favorite on this album the lyrics the are awesome the weird thing that I found
5: oh go ahead oh, sorry no you go ahead go ahead the lyrics are awesome the fucking yeah. riff is awesome the arrangement is awesome it doesn't like meander like the mm-hmm. rest of them yeah. it's so fucking good but his voice in the in the choruses it's like you just feel sad it's like this song yeah. is so good in that like
2: I have as someone doesn't listen to Danzig probably as regularly as the rest of you, with the exception of Cat, of course. Well, I'm, now I'm, I
4: listen to him regularly. I uh, within the <laughs> last like ten months of my life, he's been on consistent rotation. What a
2: journey you've been on! <laughs> <I know.
1: laughs> I'm sorry,
2: um, but I
4: Jordan I, really opened up my world. Thanks,
2: man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I uh, I was I whenever I put on an album of his, I'm always taken aback for the first thirty seconds about how hilarious he sounds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, totally it, uh, it, it's, there's too. an adjustment
2: period where I'm like, oh, this isn't a like.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is getting into I, I think to the thing that we have to like address before we like are actually rating the the quality of a human cartoon is like we have to, it's when you first hear Danzig I think there is like even when you end up liking it there is a part you know that is that it doesn't sound right do <laughs> so you know that it's goofy like, the first time you you heard, like, Danzig One, or even, like... Like, every version of Danzig, there's something that sounds bad. Like, the instruments sound bad on the Misfits. He sounds a little weird on, like, every... Like, you have to adjust to it. He's, like, a weird... He, he is a wine. Right. He is his own very weird brand of wine <laughs> that you have to get uh, kind of used to. And, like, it's one of those things where, like, my girlfriend doesn't like metal... And so when she wanted to, like, hear, like, music by my, like, favorite guy, I'm like, I don't, this isn't going to work. <laughs> 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 You're not going to, no, it's, but, you know, it's also, every, Danzig does have a very good voice uh, when he chooses to sing, uh, uh, like, correctly. I was doing some research, and I found out that before they recorded, uh, like, he and, uh, like, everybody like went in to record uh, Danzig one. Rick Rubin had him record a song, an original song for uh, the movie Less Than Zero, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's literally just Dan Danzig like signed up to do it. He's like, I love that book. He sings this beautiful doo wop song. It's one of the most you you hear exactly what like his voice is supposed to sound like well, as a he human has being,
2: like a crooner voice. Yeah, but he just is clawing so hard against that, which I can relate to because I sound like a fucking Muppet and I don't like how I'm living.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I just put it together. It makes so much sense. Danzig is the Nicolas Cage of music.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Oh,
3: they even he could do it like. well and straight, but it's more fun to see him go off the rails. 100%. That's That's the thing. And that's also why everybody I know who has a Danzig tattoo has a Nicolas Cage uh, throw pillow.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, that's true. Um, that's
1: so but real.
4: I th- <laughs> it's a right, very we... specific slice of the population that you're friends with. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, but... Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hello. Do you have a Danzig tattoo? Uh, no, yeah. I'd, I'd, uh, but but I, I, but you might would, well you have. would if you could. I have two horror movie tattoos. That equals a Danzig tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. might um, well be a Danzig tattoo. Didn't you yeah. used
4: to have a Nick Cage shower curtain?
1: Yes. <laughs> I weird. did have a Nicolas Cage shower curtain. It was
4: really startling. Yeah. <laughs> this is the second time on the podcast I've talked about your shower curtain. I have now good you shower have, Now you have a share one. Yeah. It's much better. Drew and I had
1: a Sailor Moon shower curtain. I remember that, <laughs> It was great. <laughs> that
4: was um, so cute.
1: But, Kat, I completely understand why this is your favorite Danzig album. It's not my
4: favorite. I just really like it My first is um, My favorite is the first one Right okay Cause I I absolutely love How simple And raw And straightforward it is the, There's no extraneous production And besides yeah. She Rides Is like the sexiest Like slutty song ever And I love it Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Have you song? ever seen
5: The She Rides video
4: I don't think so. Oh
5: boy. (laughs) Do I I not want to? Will it ruin it for me? Oh no, you really, really, really want to. Okay, as soon as we go
0: home, I'm gonna... It
5: is the longest shot of just somebody's butt. (laughs) Just being a butt. (laughs) For th- that has to exist because it's just like the whole time that drum beat is going on in the song, there's just solely a butt on the <laughs> screen going butt. like, uh, uh,
4: yeah, it's pretty cool, right? I <laughs> hope just that feel- that woman put that on her resume forever. Uh, the butt, it's so yeah, yeah. good. It's just
1: <laughs> it, it's the entire video actually. It's like that. Thi- it's like, am I watching a video or have I been staring at Born in the USA for a couple of minutes? <laughs>
4: Oh my god, also the best butt. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So one is my favorite. Right. Um and I like 4 more than I like 3. Um I just think that they're uh, it's just it's such a goddamn mess, but <laughs> it's such a fun mess and it's yeah. so all over the place and it has like a little bit of everything and I just think it's just like completely unhinged. Um but yeah, it's by no by no means my oh, favorite. Oh, okay.
1: Um uh, well, Never mind that shit. Uh, well, what were
4: you gonna say? You you were gonna say you agree with? I was me gonna about say
1: something. like I, I just based on what I know that you like because of how gothy and deserty this album is, mm-hmm. it makes sense that this is like something that you are really interested in.
4: That's that's interesting. Cause when I was listening to it, it kind of reminded me of like the Smashing Pumpkins or something. Like can't speak. That's has, what like, I
2: yeah, was really? feeling. It's like that's what I meant. Also by this being like he. I feel like really wanted to um, get. Danzig, I think, has an inferiority complex while He's also five being so an yeah. <laughs> egomaniac. And I think you know this came out in nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. So he's seeing like your Billy Corgan's and stuff like that, and he's like, I I can be just as pretty as these weird spooky boys, and I yeah. think like it was very intentional. If that Billy
4: Corgan can wear like a vinyl muumuu and shave his head and yeah. be a sex symbol, then so can I.
2: Yeah. There was like straight up tracks on here that like sounded like uh, Smashing Pumpkins or. Um, I don't know
4: who a contemporary would be, but it's interesting.
2: You it sounded like
1: whole to me, Can't to speak be honest. It reminds
4: me of the it song Pug like the... on Adore by Smashing Pumpkins, which oh, which also is an album that is widely like shot upon by a lot of fans because it's like the weird gothy one. Yeah. And it's like not in line with their other stuff at all. But but the song Can't Speak has like a similar build up and like a similar like consistent little sound in the background that it does. I don't know. Go home and listen to it, everybody.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it
5: definitely this, this sounds like the rest of the records don't sound like production-wise the time when they came out. This one fucking sounds like 1994. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I'm Front sure there was like really intense moments between him and Rick Rubin because Rick Rubin still makes records that sound cool and almost, I mean, he's made some shitty records too, but for the most part, you trust Rick Rubin. And I'm sure Danzig was fighting that fight. And, uh, yeah, the production is maybe the hardest thing on this record because it, it does not sound very good. It sounds <laughs> very 90s. It's a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, that was
1: my favorite part about reading thing is Chuck Biscuits was like, uh,
5: well, the drums sound really good.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, it's and they do not. I mean, they sound okay. They're not like... St. Anger bad but no. they're right. they're like the drums sound so good on all the other records especially Danzig 1 where yeah. it's, mm-hmm. they're fucking bone dry and yeah. just cool sounding it uh, yeah. on 4 they're like they sound like every other overproduced record and, yeah. and it's probably Chuck Biscuit's best performance on any record he fucking kills it but the drums just do not sound very good you
4: know the early I... 90s was just like generally not a good time for production like it was great for the sort of more raw bands I mean yeah. like Like Nirvana's Nevermind is like an example of just like a straightforward record that sounds really good. But then you have even like the production of Jagged Little Pill and like early Fiona Apple records. Like if they were recorded today, they would sound completely different. But everybody was just like using these really farty bass tones and like (laughs) everything was just really overproduced. And like there's like a keyboard where there shouldn't be. Oh, my God. So jarring. Everybody was obsessed with doing that at the time. So this is almost like toned down compared to what else was coming out
1: that's so funny so you you think that the songs are are better on Danzig 4 and like there are more of them because I think Danzig 3 like from godless to left-hand black bangers bangers there's only and then Sistina's is great I think the only songs you can argue are like not great are like heart of the devil and then, like, whatever the fuck the last two are, because
5: I never listened that far. Right. The last two are, n- are not very good. I think Bodies is ridiculous and terrible. <laughs> that <I> song... it was. <laughs> was a journey. Dun,
0: dun, 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 dun.
5: As a sidebar, has any musician ever brought less to the table than Erie Vaughn? I mean, he's like... What a non-existent. Yeah, I mean, that's why I was like, "Oh, look, he's getting his moment." Yeah, and that's it's horrible. It like that's his it. moment. It's like it sounds. It's It's horrible. Bodies is not good. I think Godless is not a good song. What? I think it starts so good. The first like 18 seconds are like, "Holy fuck, what's happening?" That and then fucking it just fell. like old
1: drum fill is so cool. It is when it breaks.
3: The song breaks down, and then it's just like a guy hitting a mallet. It, I mean, it, hitting a mallet into like an anvil. That's it, awesome. It
5: fucking like what crashes. a way to
3: stop a song. <laughs>
5: So I actually think uh, "Heart of the Devil" is terrible. Uh, I think that's a bad song. Yeah, it's I, not great. I, yeah, I think that the songs that are good. I actually think "Dirty Black Summer" is not that great of a song. What? Yeah.
1: I think I was
0: going to say I, know, I think I that, that
1: is a better. Uh, I kind of like that song as like as like a sexy Danzig song more than "She Rides" a little bit.
5: It, it, I mean, the fifty seconds of rain sounds at the beginning. That's a real buzzkill.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that shit is ridiculous.
5: And well, actually, I think.
3: Oh, sorry.
1: Go, no, just go ahead. Sorry.
5: Well, his vocals uh, are really just also super tinny on that song. Like for there, they don't. The vocals on that song don't sound like the rest of the record for some reason, and it just feels kind of I don't know, like meandering, like the the songs on four. But personally.
3: three flows so well. Like the reason I like th- I like three better than two because I think two's a skipper. And I think 3, like, has just, like, everything in a row that's really good. And the thing about 4, it's the, – the two songs that I don't like on 4 are placed in weird spots, and that's what makes it feel like a bad album to me. But, like, the, the only songs that I don't like on 4 are the two that are spelled wrong. For some reason, that's the correlation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I hate Sadistical. I really oh, hate that God. song. Oh, it's God. garbage. It's kind of embarrassing. It's, it's really awful. Yeah. Absolute trash. I also don't like the Stalker song. I think that song's really No, gross. I don't think it's good yeah, either. I
2: uh, was not into it.
5: I would, yeah. I would challenge anybody here to tell me a good metal song with that fucking rim clappy thing. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> because I've never done it, and I'll fucking never do it, because yeah. there's no reason to do it. And the, the fact that like most of that song is that stupid <laughs> clappy rim shot thing, ugh.
1: It is awful. Yeah. What do you think about anything? That's a very divisive Danzig
5: song. Uh, I'm not crazy about anything. I think it's fine. I think it's like a passable. Like I don't skip it, but it's not my favorite. That's the thing is, I think the end, the the second half of three is better. Left hand path is great. I think yeah. Sistanas is like again Sistiness one of the is best amazing. fucking Danzig songs. And I also think that he just acts. That was all an accident. I think he thought he <laughs> was going to make a cool '50s song. That guitar line is insane how bad it is. But then Rick Rubin, you know, tied it all together. And Rick Rubin himself was probably like, holy shit, what the fuck is this? This is amazing. I thought this was going to be terrible. So I think that's, yeah, "Sistanas" is one of my favorites.
1: Yeah, I love that song too. I think it follows, um, here's, I think why I have, I'm more forgiving of like bodies and everything is, uh Danzig 3 follows the same pattern as Danzig 2 and Danzig 1. Like there's always it's like all right, you got a oh, uh, like an opening that fucking slaps and then you got a weird you got to have the weird bluesy song like um on each record. Like yeah. you have uh, like I'm the the one bodies is is Danzig 3's version of like I'm the one. So I'm like all right, you got <laughs> You got to have like the horny song, which is like the Dirty Black Summer. It just follows the Danzig album rule. So I'm like, this is fine. There's always this one. I don't think that I, I usually like when musicians try a bunch of new things. I'm always I'm usually for that. Um, but I yeah, again, my biggest critique of, uh, of Danzig 4 is just like I think it's a good record. I think there's a lot of good shit on it. It's just not fun to listen to. It was a chore at times to like continue to listen to it i wanted to stop a lot like the second time i listened to it i was like there's moments where i'm like this rules and then it got to spots where i was like i gotta take a I gotta listen it's to way edit. too
5: long i gotta listen to like snake of snakes of christ for a second the last four songs are all terrible maybe even five i, I can't remember the order but the, the last part of that album is like fuck it's exhausting
1: yeah it's a it's a Shit ton to get through, yeah.
3: and I I like don't I don't mind the pain. I thought that was a cool song.
5: Oh yeah, that that's fine. Yeah, that's not yeah. a bad one. Yeah,
3: before we before we get into like the later of the unlistenable stuff, I think that there's a lot of pressure on Danzig at this point for like that he needs to make. Albums and Danzig is very clearly not an album person. Like the Misfits, no one likes a Misfits album. There aren't even real Misfits albums until after they become, you know, like the the Chuck E. Cheese band in in the nineties. Um, Danzig writes a bunch of good songs that puts them together. Like if you took a you know a little from one, a little from two, a little from three, a little from four, and made like. A Danzig legacy set, I guess, which I've seen him do live. Like that's a fucking, that's a good album. I think Dan, Danzig, Danzig presents David Bowie changes is what I want to hear.
1: You want a greatest hits. You just.
3: Yeah, I want a Danzig greatest hits. And he never made it. He should. Is this because this is
1: a good idea or because you're 30 <laughs> now? Is this what happens?
3: <laughs> it's a I bit actually, of both this what
1: happens honestly. with old age.
2: I actually agree with Drew. Like, Danzig has individual great songs in him and not an album, and he needs, like, years in between to figure it out because he's very stupid and it takes a while for the machine to cook up,
5: you <laughs> know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, and no Danzig album I reboot every time. <laughs> no Danzig album in any of his bands are good all the way through. Yep. There's there's turds Correct. on every album he's ever made. Even Danzig one, there's turds. Maybe, maybe there's only like one or two turds. And Danzig yeah. two, there's like a solid two or three turds. Danzig three becomes Turdsville at the end, and then turds Danzig four. Turds is such a funny yeah. word. <laughs> turds, sorry, yeah. I, said, I should have said turds matter, as many right? times as turdsville. I
1: turdsville. every you know Danzig is so good at writing an opening song he sucks at writing the last song oh, yeah. yeah yeah the biggest crime of like danzig three is that how the gods kill isn't the last song like how right. is that not the last song on that thing? it makes sense because
2: danzig's totally a dude that stays at the party too long Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are
3: you guys doing but anything I, after or what's, <laughs> yeah, what's going on but i think it's because danzig likes the 50s so much i think he's like I don't know, let's put like, I have these four songs I like and then hire some Jew to write some more songs for me, I guess. <laughs> you know? He does like, it is like Rock Around the Clock and like uh, um, fucking the two other Bill Haley songs and the rest are just bullshit.
4: <laughs> he's actually working on a covers, uh, or an Elvis covers album right now.
5: It's good. Be sure. Be, oh. I'm sure it's He's been be... working
3: on that his whole life. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. he's built a Think career.
5: Think about it. Danzig,
3: it took Danzig 60 years to direct a film. Think
5: oh, about that. God. I really I'm want sure to he see. I'm sure so I'm so excited. <sighs> I've been waiting wait. for
3: that forever.
1: But I think um, uh, one point I would want to make before we uh, before we really wrap this up is, uh, Katie, Katie, you said that this is the most Danzig record ever, and I agree with that. I think it's the most Glenn Danzig record. Yes. I think that it's the it's the least like Danzig the band. Right. Because they all worked really well together. No, on I'm the talking
2: person. Danzig the man. Mm.
1: Danzig the man. <laughs> the this legend. is the man. Yeah. <laughs> this is like what happens this is like Sam Hain with like a little with Courtney Love. And it's just I'd rather hear Courtney Love do <laughs> I it.
2: I would just yes.
4: Oh that'd be sick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Be
5: I need to hear that.
3: That'd yeah, cool. this is the start of Danzig's true solo career, where it's just him and people he can pay to show up. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's really what it is.
5: Well, but it is the last one, again, with Rick Rubin and with the full band, so it has to, I mean, it has to be considered.
3: Yeah, right, but I mean, the other albums have bands, though. He just, like, recruits people, right?
5: Yeah. Well, no, actually, I'm not sure. I don't think Five has, Five might be all him.
1: It's him and Joey Castillo.
2: Like, this album's not great, but it's fun. I have a feeling only pain and suffering is waiting Across the horizon for us.
3: Yeah? <laughs> Danzig solo is a lot like David Lee Roth's solo, where you're just like, the closer it is to what you used to like, the better it is. And then when he starts doing covers of Frank Sinatra in Spanish, you're totally into <laughs> it, but you also do not want it.
5: <laughs> that does happen. It would be oh. nice to hear Danzig scat a little like David Lee Roth. But he
4: should take some <laughs> lessons from Jonathan Davis. <laughs> Ooh.
2: What a dream Those team.
1: Those dudes are definitely friends, and I never want to see them hang out.
3: That is probably I kind of do. I
1: didn't think about it until right now, but I think that's a record I need to hear.
3: Oh. You can't mix Bozy Bozy Bop with... It <laughs>
5: <laughs> just doesn't work. Good point, Drew. Well, I, I have heard a Danzig lore story about Five leading you guys into Five. Yes, please. Lead us in. It's So... I, once, I did a tour once with Yezu and Justin Broderick, who was in Godflesh. I guess mm-hmm. Godflesh had toured with Danzig around the four time. And so they got home from tour, and I guess four was already out. And please forgive me, Justin Broderick, if, you, if I'm telling this story wrong. It's not my story. But Danzig's manager called Justin, and he's like, hey, Glenn loves Godflesh. This is the direction he wants to go. You're in Danzig now. And Justin was like, I'm, I'm not in Danzig. I don't <laughs> I don't want to be in Danzig, I'm not in Danzig. And basically Danzig's manager was like, no, no, listen up here. I'm telling you, you're in Danzig now. And Justin, in his adorable British accent, is like, I'm not in Danzig, I don't want to be in Danzig.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, they were and just the like, man- not emotionally prepared to hear no. <laughs> yeah.
5: And so Danzig's manager is like, well, I'm not telling him you said no. And basically ah. gets off the phone like, you're in Danzig. Click. <laughs> wow. And, gets more calls of Danzig's manager being like, so you're in Danzig. Justin keeps saying, I'm not in fucking Danzig. I'm not going to be in Danzig. And I think at some point the manager's like, well, you have to tell him that you're not in Danzig because I can't tell him. And I think at some point Justin had to tell Danzig, I'm not going to be in Danzig. And because Justin did that, we all have to listen to Black the Devil. So it's Justin Broderick's fault.
1: Wow. That, that Oh, my God. God. That yeah. I never
5: yeah, thought I could be asked. mad at Justin Broderick, but... I know. Well, you should be, so... <laughs>
2: That like total uh, like pickup artist technique <laughs> to try <laughs> and get to the, to the nag- band. yeah, <laughs> just like nagging the shit. I'm like, hey babe, you're my band now. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no.
5: <laughs> that manager to my Well, then friends. you have to go dump him. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being Danzig's manager though? Holy shit! Yeah. Did yeah. you
3: ever did did. Did any of the bands that you were in, did you guys ever play with Danzig or near Danzig? No,
5: everybody else has. I haven't. So Mutoid Man's gone out with Danzig. Uh, yeah. Doom Riders, Nate's other band has gone out with Danzig. Aaron's bands are all too artsy to go out with Danzig. Danzig doesn't understand what Aaron does, um, but all the other <laughs> bands have.
1: Well, it's, like, it's like an angry air conditioner. What's going I don't know what's going on.
5: Yeah. It, so I, unfortunately, I have never have, and it's kind of good because I don't, I don't want to talk you to would Danzig. Troll him into the grave. I would just be so sad, <laughs> kind of like Drew was saying. Like, it would just get ruined. Cause I'd be like, "Oh, you are as dumb as I kind of suspect you are."
4: Yeah. I
2: want to And plus, see we've all
5: heard the stories.
4: Santos and Danzig texts. Yeah.
5: Oh, I yeah. I, I can't imagine Danzig texts. Can anybody else imagine just Danzig? Just like no. all caps. He does.
4: Spaces between every letter. <laughs> it's just like caveman. It's
2: confirmed he has a flip phone, so they are I mean, short. He has a
3: flip phone. I know his email address, and it's as old as you think it is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's hotmail, I'm pretty sure.
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's older than hotmail. You know that joke? It's Glenn like he's Danzig so old than at the internet. <laughs> yep.
1: All right, kids. Favorite songs. Let's bring it home.
3: I liked either Brand New God, because that was a fucking awesome opener, or Going Down to Die. I really love the like Roy Orbison in hell kind of vibe. I yep. thought it was really cool. Hell yeah.
4: Um, Until You Call in the Dark. That riff is so, so cool.
3: It is
1: really
5: cool. It's just
4: like like the riff has actually been stuck in my head all day. Not the song, just the riff. And
5: that what? chorus could just go on for days totally. at the end. I never want that to stop. So.
1: Totally. It's, it's so, so cool. Good. It's also the only time I think that there's like a semblance of a harmony yeah. in a dancing song. Right. Like did he harmonize with himself? I've never heard that before.
2: Yeah, I actually have to agree with Kath. That was the song I was going to pick as well. It's just like the one I like I said this whole album just kind of like mushed together to me for a little bit and that one <laughs> is the only one that, that I can come back out, to. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, actually they're rad. She is. <laughs> yeah.
3: Wait, who does he harmonize with? Himself. <laughs> yeah, of <laughs> course. Duh. That's some Rick Rubin magic I'm right so there. Yeah, I thought, like, wouldn't that be cool if Danzig ever did a song with background singers or something? Like, I think that would be really fucking cool. I'd
1: never do. Maybe on his Elvis album. I think it's on the... I think he has backup singers on that uh, Less Than Zero song.
2: I think he should put, like, a Leonard Cohen. You remember, like, when Leonard Cohen did that weird, like, synth album with the two ladies singing behind him the whole time? I want Danzig to do that, like... Danzig, a Casio tone, and two overzealous ladies.
3: Danzig. I know that's, that's not what you meant, but I would really like to hear Danzig sing Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> just like screaming and, like <laughs>
4: Hallelujah! That could be the sexy song Hallelujah! on his record.
5: <laughs> oh, he's gotta have one slutty song on every album. So. Totally. Well, we know I he's d- not gonna stop, so there's room for that. There's room for him to make a Lulu. There's like yeah. Danzig can make oh, all kinds of awfulness. Danzig's
2: I'm, definitely gonna
4: make a Lulu.
1: Are I'm you pretty
5: sure we've are, we're about to
1: hear the Lulu yeah like, let's not
4: speak no. too soon yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I do but when you brought that up Katie I was like oh I do really want to hear like Danzig and then the revolution like Wendy
0: and Lisa <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs>
1: that would be so cool uh,
5: Santos going down to die without a doubt that's like one of my favorite Danzig mm. yeah. songs I fucking love that song and yeah. I really like Can't Speak too
1: me too yeah, it's really so cool. good. Can't Speak is super cool I mm-hmm. love the backwards guitar riff mm-hmm. and shit yeah I, I'm gonna say probably like Brand New God, and for some reason, uh, Dominion.
3: Yes, oh, yeah. That awesome. Slaps, man. That song was
0: awesome. That, yeah. Dominion
1: is really good. I think that that's my favorite. I, I think because like Brand New God. I expected that. I was surprised. I, I liked how I could, I was like, if the whole album sounds like Brand New God, that's fucking awesome. Just like, uh, just dancing with a little bit of a 90s, like, like if the 90s was a lime, you just like squeeze, <laughs> squeeze it. On your dinner or whatever, it'd be cool. Um,
0: <laughs> I think I follow. What a well. weird! I don't know why I said that. Um,
1: anyway, uh, yeah. So that's uh, Dan- Danzig Four. Hooray! We Danzig did it. Danzig Four, yeah. shut yeah. the door. <laughs> hey. Danzig Four on the floor. All
2: right. Should mm-hmm. we do plugs?
1: Yeah, let's do plugs, everybody.
2: Okay, I'll start. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Katie Rose or on Instagram at Rose. Please listen to my other podcast that I do with our regular writer uh, and co-host Jeremy Hammond. It's about anime. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's called Ballin' Out Super. Super. (laughs) Thank you for your moral support. Yeah. Drewby?
3: Druby. Oh, hey, what's up, guys? This is Druby. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at diet underscore Druby. Um, You can also follow my photography account, Druby Kaufman Photography. Uh, Also, a really cool thing you can check out is, so Steve Brodsky, me, and our camera dude, Rob, we made a whole bunch of uh, pedal demos for Abominable Electronics. They're really fun and weird. I'm finishing up the last two this week and so you can watch all those if you play guitar maybe you'll buy something if you like steve being goofy there's plenty of that uh steve is the best i love him uh so check that out and spend money at abominable electronics if you're one of those nerds i've heard that guitar pedals are basically like adult pokemon cards and you guys trade them and all that shit (laughs) it is you're right yeah i play drums i don't know shit (laughs) You
0: get
5: it. <laughs> I got it. I don't understand it. I hate pedals. I hate pedal shopping. I hate talking about pedals.
1: I follow uh, Santos uh, at I hate Pedals on Instagram. <laughs> you can talk to him about not talking to him about pedals. All pictures
5: of pedals I hate. hate this one. hate that one. <laughs> I hate that one. That one really sucks. Yeah.
4: I'd follow this that one account. This looks stupid. Cat, <laughs> you want to plug? Sure. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at KatJonesSoda. Or on Instagram, Cat Jones with three O's. Cat Jones! (laughs) I'm going to do it every time. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Yeah. You follow me around and do that randomly <laughs> i'm such Mrs. a catch i'm a really good entourage <laughs> member okay i'm like
2: really supportive i'm loud and i got that pushy long island may i talk to your manager energy it. that gets shit and then done. immediately afterwards
4: you can be like it's about anime
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry
0: <laughs>
5: Santos, do you want to plug stuff? Uh, What's going on Sure, there? you can follow all the Old Man Gloom uh social medias. Those are the only ones I have and we're going to Seattle with lovely Steve Brodsky um, tomorrow to record a new record. So at some point in 2021, 20, 22, you'll have a new Old Man Gloom record. So yeah, Really right. dig into that. You guys are
1: also you you doing a, some some tour business this summer?
5: We are. We're doing a couple shows. We're doing Psycho and we're doing a A Denver show. We've never played in Denver. It's kind of uh, legal weed. Legalized weed! Yeah. We're doing Seattle. Well, we're recording in Seattle, legal weed. We're doing Vegas, legal weed. And then we're doing Denver, legal weed.
2: Hmm, Interesting.
5: Mm.
3: (laughs) Here's a Seattle joke Uh, It's a long way back from Belltown.
4: Okay,
2: my Jordan. Seattle folks
3: will get that. Yeah. Jordan, <laughs> Is that a Danzig slash?
4: I basically lived in Seattle for a while, and I don't even get that.
3: <laughs> Belltown,
4: Belltown. No, I know, I know. It's like a neighborhood in Seattle, but what's the joke? This is A Long Way Back From Hell by oh. Danzig. Oh, okay. okay. My
1: Danzig pun joke is every time I start listening to uh, Long Way Back From Hell, like the first line to me, I don't know. I always hear it this way. I always hear, went to a about in New Orleans, got myself a Baja
0: blast. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: <boy. laughs> um, you can follow me at Mr. Jordan Olds on Twitter. Follow my dog on Instagram at Great Hambino. Please donate. To our Patreon, uh, honorable, honorable swords HonorableSwords.com. honorable swords, honorable swords.com um, Yeah, we're gonna be, uh, we're gonna, all, we're also gonna go to Psycho Vegas. Yeah. Um,
5: oh, that's yeah. exciting!
1: Yeah, cool. we're closing it out. Uh, so that'll either be really fun or really weird.
2: Yeah, it'll it'll be both.
5: It'll be hundred percent both. <laughs> it's gonna be, be both. Honest. Yeah. <laughs> so are you gonna do a show like the St. Vitus show? Just at yep. Psycho? Oh, yep. that's awesome. yeah Yeah. Oh yeah, follow 2 Minutes Late Night on
1: Twitter at 2M2LN and on Instagram at 2 Minutes Late Night. It'd be weird if it wasn't that. If it had any (laughs) other name. Alright, uh I don't know. Sadistical sucked. Bye. (laughs) Bye.
5: Bye. Bye. Bye.